Hello, Loose Lug Nation, and welcome to episode Larry Deachins, Ross Kenseth, number 25 of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. Mark, uh, joined by you once again. I know you have a few, too. Yeah, we got Wyatt Brooks and uh, Jeff Storm being locally. And, you know, if you think of NASCAR, you know, Hendrick, Hendrick ran 25, you know, Ken Schrader and uh, Jerry Nadeau. Uh, there's, a, there's a classic name there. And, uh, and even uh, Brian Vickers, he also drove the 25. So 25 is quite a popular number there, buddy. Yeah, and then, of course, I can't not mention these two people, uh, Gene Wheeler, uh, my great uncle who was involved in the racing community for his whole life, pretty much. And then um, my uncle, Zuman, Randy Newman. Actually, I got to give a shout out to Tim Satorius because speaking of this now, I didn't, I didn't think about this till just right now. I actually put a sticker on my cockpit today from Tim who did it. And it says Zumi rides with us with the number 25 and it's a checkered flag sticker. So um, my uncle is the biggest reason of why I'm in the racing community right now. And I just want to dedicate to this to him. And uh, boy, we think about all those people that we lost, but especially the ones close to us like that. He'd be a good candidate for the circle of fame out there, buddy. You know? uh, Yeah. So uh, um, we talked to Tim a couple of weeks ago about the memories of Zoomy. So uh, yeah, good, good stories there. And uh, um, yeah. So now that sticker on your uh, cockpit, that'll make you a little, a uh, little faster now, buddy. Faster and hopefully safer. Um, I have to say that because I know racing with you, usually there's a bunch of wrecks. Well, I've been off of it for about six weeks and uh, just started getting back on it again. So I'm, uh, I'm actually sitting in the cockpit right now of the uh, iRacing and uh, <clears throat> did some racing here this last week and uh, was a little rusty to start out, but uh, I come around and I'm uh, running pretty good this week. There you go. They're at mostly at Bristol this week. I know I just ran some practice laps actually at Auto Club Speedway with the IndyCar. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I'm thinking about running IndyCar here this week. We'll see if I got some time. There's a lot of racing coming up this weekend, you know. Yeah, I like racing Bristol, but I've had some computer issues when running there, so I think I'm going to refrain from doing that, but we'll see what happens. I always do enjoy that place. Yeah, um, I ran the uh, Xfinity car, and and junk cars were actually, uh, wrecked cars were actually passing me, and I was the number one truck and uh, and the number one car in the Xfinity and uh, just just absolutely struggling, and uh, I don't I don't understand why. I uh, actually get around there pretty good, but uh, I'll maybe try it later later on tonight. I'll give you some advice here. The gas pedal is on the right. You learned that from me, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, some good stuff there. Well, let's get into it. It was the last week of the Fox River Racing Club at Wisconsin International Raceway two weeks ago. We apologize for getting this out early. We had some family things going on and other things happening, health issues. So um, we're getting this out about two weeks late, but that's okay. We'll get it out now. So let's start with the figure eight division on the last night. Great racing. Mike Meyerhofer Jr. takes it. 
he had a rough year. That was his second win of the year. Yeah, I went down there and I uh, talked to Mike afterwards and we looked up inside the wheel well and there was oil everywhere. That car, <laughs> that car was absolutely used up. There's nothing much left of that car. But yeah, he pulled out a victory on the last night of the of the season there. <laughs> yeah, he was the one who got hit in, in the X a few weeks ago, the softest hit in the X that you and I have ever seen. We said that a few times already. And just good to see him end up in victory lane after a rough year. You could tell it was kind of weighing on him. Yeah, I went all around that car, and there was nothing straight on that car, absolutely nothing. And, uh, yeah, we looked up inside the wheel well, and uh, Mike says, hey, look at this. And I just, like, everything was just one big gooey mess up inside. <laughs> just like, wow, man, and uh, kind of crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it made it to the end of the season. Nick Osberg ends up taking the championship for the figure eights. Nick is a guy who didn't think he was going to come up here all season, just a few races, primarily in June, ends up leading the points, was able to work out some stuff to come up here, and he's your first-time champion in the figure eight. How about that? Yeah, you know, uh, that car, is that engine, it seems like it's got the the most horsepower of them all out there. And, uh, um, yeah, he, uh, he's got the uh, that gold car. It's a gold flash out there. And, yeah, congratulations to Nick for winning the championship out there. Yeah, he normally races at Slinger, was able to make it up for this year. And let's hear from him right now. The 2020 Figure 8 champion, Nick Osberg. Nick, you weren't even supposed to come up here for the full season, and you, and you made it. Yeah, I mean, once you finish your vacation and where you planned on ending the season and just coming up part-time after that and you're sitting that close in points, sitting third in points, like 30 points out, I just couldn't pass up the opportunity. This division is always interesting to me because you hit, you bang, but you're all pretty good friends. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the night, it's putting on a show. And as long as you didn't drive through somebody to get the position that you want, you can have a beer with everybody at the end of the night. What kind of motor you got in that thing? Because it seems like that, that motor seems to have the most spunk of them all out there. It, it, it's definitely not no slouch of a motor, but it's a legal motor. It, it's a small block 400 with big world pro products heads on it. <laughs> well, it's good, so I'll tell you what. It, it's, it sounds great, and it, it seems like you've got the more horsepower than anybody else out there. And I didn't know how that motor was going to be. That was a block my cousin got me for a sponsorship a couple years ago, and I finally got the money to get the parts to put it together, and I, just, I didn't know what it was going to do. <laughs> so what's the plan for you moving forward here? You've, you've been to Slinger up here. What, what's the plan going forward? I'm still going to run Slinger full-time. Um, next year, I'm definitely not going to come up here full-time. It's way too hard between Thursday night and Friday morning with work. Um, but I will still be here next season. Had a close point battle with Craig there or some other guys, um, but you were able to pull it out. Yeah. Coming into the night, the anxiety through this entire week <laughs> of trying to figure out what I needed to do, where I needed to finish, if who won what or who finished where, it was, it drove me nuts all week. And uh, I'm kind of upset with how the start of the race started with Craig not being in his st correct starting spot, but it is what it is. It's how we started it. It's ended up where we were going to end up anyways. So how are you wired to be a figure eight driver? Everybody kind of like thinks like you got to be a, have a different kind of personality to do something like that. It really is. You start off with the fear of getting a hit in the X. You, you really do. If you don't start, well, then you're just kind of crazy. 
Well, after a while, once you get used to your cars and you get used to the speed and you get used to the track, you know what your car is going to do. So it's all a game. And sometimes the game goes horribly wrong and you hit somebody or you get hit. So what made you come up this year and how long have you been figure eight racing? I started figure eight racing about four years ago. I think it was down at Slinger. Um, I came up a couple times with Russ just because Russ kept telling me to come up and then I came up for the eve the last two years and so it was just I bought a car from Russ and I was like I'm going to make a legal motor I'm going to make a legal car I'm going to come up have fun with you guys run the eve and see what I can do like I said though I didn't plan on running full time well thank you for the time we appreciate it and congratulations on the championship well done congrats, oh, thank, you. congrats thank you thank you yes sir well, thanks again to Nick for the time and congratulations on that figure eight championship. And then in the sports trucks, Bobby Watier takes the win. He was fast all year long. A guy who finished second in the points could have, could have won it. He had a few bad nights there. So did Cody, who was the eventual champion, but um, man, it was a, it was a good year for Bobby as well. That was his second win of the year. Yeah, he's always fast. He does really well there. So, um, yeah, good uh, good job by him. Uh, you know that Jason Plutz when he's in town, and if you can beat him, you know then uh, you've done you've done something well there. So, absolutely. Well, uh, let's hear from the sports truck champion Cody Vanderloop. The 2020 Wisconsin Sports Truck Champion at WIR, Cody Vanderloop. Cody, congratulations! What a year. Thank you. Uh, had a good season all year. Uh, didn't start out the season too great, but uh, came through in the end and uh, took the championship. Consistency. You had a few bumps in the road, but consistency was key for you. Yep, consistency. Just trying to finish top five and everything all season. Got a few feature wins along the way uh, and just ended up on top in the end. You know, you run a lot of tracks around all around the state here. Is this one of your favorite tracks? Uh, yeah, this track definitely teaches me a lot. Uh, it's you know, it's bumpier than most, but uh, <laughs> it teaches you. And if, if you can run here, you can run anywhere. Yeah. What's your favorite place to run other than here? Um, I like Norway Speedway a lot. It's a good track. It's not too banked, and you can really race the other opponents. You had some great battles with guys like Jason Van Handel, Jason Plutz, Kyle Quella, Mike Berg, Bobby Watier, to name just a few. Uh, what was it like racing with a good group of guys and girls? Kylie Vandermoss, there's another one. What's it like racing with guys and girls? Yeah, all those guys and girls, uh, good racers. Uh, learned a lot from them over the past three years uh, and just uh, hope to continue to keep learning in my racing career. What's the plan for you moving forward? Uh, we don't know for sure yet. Uh, right now it's sport trucks, but we're keeping our options open. Congratulations again on the championship. We'll look forward to seeing what you got next. Congrats. Thank you. Congratulations. Well, congratulations once again to Cody Vanderloop for winning the Sport Truck Championship. The Vanderloop family does so much for the racing community. It was a great battle. The short, uh, the Sport Trucks, excuse me, put on some of the best racing out there. Yeah, they, they have a um, – the trucks are always do a good job. You know, yeah, they had 26 of them out there through the whole season. And uh, the old Vanderloop boys, you know, they uh, there's a lot of uh, competition out there. And Kylie Vandermoss and uh, – you know, even Kyle Koala, you know, he's just slowly was starting to figure it out. There's a lot of talent that runs in that truck series, man. 
Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, one that I really, really enjoy watching. I like watching them all, but Sport Trucks uh, is up there with one of the best of them. But let's get into the sizzling fours here. Uh, Mickey Shelley hops in Rick Coffert's old number three for a few races. He ends up taking the win, a win that he absolutely needed after his season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, pull that out, and you could actually see the experience behind the wheel on that one there. And I know that he really enjoyed racing with his son, Derek. Derek looks to be a pretty good racer himself. Excited to see what he has for the future. Um, again, a division that has put on some of the best racing over the last few years. The car count has absolutely exploded in this division, and the racing has been excellent. You know, when you look at it, there was uh, 56 participants out there. So, you know, sometimes uh, there's like 15 to 18, and sometimes there's 40 of them. It's uh, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, they uh, they put on a heck of a show, a lot of four-wide stuff out there, beating and banging, and um, all around good good stuff out there. No doubt. And Scott Wolf ends up winning the championship. He had such a great season, a guy who's – been really coming on the last few years figured it out this year quite a bit yeah he beat all the beat the Beatty gang you know ethan and ariana and you know and <laughs> beat, beat them all you know they ended up second third and fourth and scott wolf who runs that high line and makes that work and uh, scoots yeah wins the championship congrats to him yeah let's uh let's hear from scoots <clears throat> Here with the 2020 Sizzlin' Four champion, Scott Wolf. Scott, red, white, and blue, and the season championship in all, all in one year. What a great year. Yeah, it's been a great year. I uh, couldn't be more happy with the success we've had this year, and uh, hopefully we can look forward to continuing the success into the rest of the season races we're running and uh, next year. You know, I was watching you in the race tonight, and you were just slowly working forward again and got up to second and just couldn't get past there, but you were up there. Yeah, I think I might have used the car up a little bit and then started overdriving my entry, and, uh, and Mickey knows how to drive one of those cars out there. He's used to something a lot bigger, so I'm sure it's a little bit of an easier drive, and uh, just uh, he had the better car this night. Did you have any nerves going into tonight? Sorry. I was little worried I just had to I had to make sure I started the feature so I was very careful in my heat race just kind of kind of hung around in the back and uh, hope for the best in the heat race and luckily we were able to avoid the, the incident that happened in front of us and kind of took care of the nerves once we made the made the show so when I seen you on the front stretch you, you were surprised about some of the war wounds you had on your car that you didn't notice uh, <laughs> you were in some battles that you uh, weren't aware of there or what yeah, no, we uh, got in, uh, got into the one car a little bit through one and two. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. I saw him coming down a little bit, and we touched, and uh, I was giving him some crap after a friend of mine. I'm like, you messed up my good side for pictures. <laughs> but uh, it was all good, nothing nothing hard by it, and uh, we were able to keep going. So what's the plan going forward for you? I don't know yet. There's a lot up in the air on that. I'm, I'm trying to find a way to get up to the half mile, but... Uh, it costs a pretty penny to do that. We talked to you before about that, and I was just curious if there was a different answer this time around. Well, it's still, still up in the air. Sure. You got a lot of off-season to get that figured out. So you're still going to hang around the 47 team a little bit, help them out, and maybe learn a little bit from them? Oh, yeah. I I, I don't know the first things about setting them up, so Dennis has been my 
he's gonna be my lifeline if I get moved up there. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, learn as much as I can. I enjoy helping out, and especially going to the traveling races. It's a blast. Well, congratulations on the championship. Thanks for the the great. Uh, interview here and the time and we appreciate it scoots yep. the champion how does, how does <laughs> that sound how does that sound huh? i like it like <laughs> thanks that? buddy right, thanks, guys. good job man congratulations once again to scoots scott wolf just a guy that we have really got to know over the last year or two mark and really put it on this year i said it just before but he really did yeah he's like me he hangs around late you know so uh <laughs> One of the late ones always leaves, so we always end up over there. And, and he brings his car down there, you know, and it's usually most of the time got a trophy sitting on top of it, you know, and end up taking a picture of it or, or whatever so afterwards. But, yeah, he's a late late stayer, and we uh, we actually get to talk racing with him. Yeah, you know, it's hard to get over to some guys and girls after the races because you see so many of them, but he's one that you know will be there late, so we make our way over eventually. Yeah, yeah, we always know he's one of the late ones there. Well, let's get into the uh, Super Stock Division. Um, <clears throat> Dylan Wenzel brings his car out for a few times this year. He takes the win to end the season. We'll see what he has in store for next year and going forward. And then you have Shane Krieger, who takes the championship. And I think that surprised a lot of people. He kind of just ran under the radar, but consistent all year long. But by one point, you know, he beat Trevor Howard by one point, and he beat uh, Je Jeff Tremel. He beat him by three points. So that was a right up to the last, very last lap, you know. And and Shane actually got spun out in the middle of that race uh, at the beginning of the race, and uh, um, <laughs> ended up just just enough one position enough to take the championship. So congratulations to Shane out there. Yeah, and you know, when Shane got spun, there was a question if there was going to be a caution out because he was kind of off the track, kind of not. It was close, and they decided to throw the caution, and that propelled him to that championship. It was unfortunate that he spun to begin with, but um, I think it was a great call. The, the officials do a great job out there, and Shane Krieger wins by one point over Trevor Howard, three by Jeff Tremel. What a great division that you have that tight of points battles going on. Yeah, it'd be sure be nice if they just had a few more cars in there. But all in all, they all race. They all race very well. And, um, you know, um, we'll see where Dylan Wenzel, I, I know there's talk about him going to do something or other. He's going to move up or because that's the dominant car out there, you know. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, Shane Krieger, he's uh, he's actually dabbling in a, in a late model, super late. Uh, so. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see where that goes too. Yeah, absolutely. And let's hear from Shane. Here with the 2020 super stock champion, Shane Krieger, Shane, an excellent year, just consistent. Consistency is what made this happen. Cause I did not expect this year at all. Cause this is also my rookie year in this. Yeah. It's your rookie year, a great year, competitive group. How, how did it, how did you make it happen? A lot of talking to a lot of the other drivers just to learn what makes these cars go around the racetrack. Did your did your heart drop when you got spun out early tonight? I thought it was over. I really <laughs> did. I'm like, man, there's no way I can keep up and catch up to where I need to be. And I just started stoving it in there and hoping it stayed where it needed to be. So I'm pretty sure we broke a rocker. Yeah. So 
one by one point over Trevor Howard, who was consistent this year as well. Yes, very consistent, and I knew it was going to be close. And I kind of had it figured out where I needed to be. So I was kind of watching that race in front of me going, if he goes, I have to go. That's kind of where I So how at. many series are you are you involved in? Series? This yeah. is the only one this I race. One? This is the only one I race, but I also helped my cousin with his figure eight car. Uh-huh. And now we just got the late model out. He did. I helped him with it last night or whatever. We have, we're we're going to be bringing that So you're dabbling again, so. in all kinds of oh, series. Yeah. You're messing around, yeah? Yep, absolutely. Good. A family that's been racing out here for as long as I can remember. Just a yeah. special place to you guys. Absolutely, and this track being for sale is kind of a scary thought. So, you know, it's been here since I can remember. And, yeah, so... What's your plan going forward? Right now, if it's up to my wife, I'm selling a car and buying a camper. <laughs> <laughs> if you had your choice. I would definitely keep driving it and for the next couple of years. And then my son, he's 11 years old, and he already wants to drive that one. So as soon as he's old enough to get in a car, I'm going to retire. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Well, thank you for the time. Congratulations uh, as the 2020 Super Stock Champion here at WIR. Awesome job. Thank you very much. Thanks for the time. Well, congratulations to Shane and the Krieger gang once again. Awesome year. Consistency was the word that I used. I think that's the perfect way of describing it. And then you also have one more, two more divisions on the quarter mile. One, I didn't see a champion crown. That was the Rock and Rovals. Mark, a new division this year. It was, uh, it was interesting to say the least. A lot of barrel abuse out there, man. <laughs> um, oh, they just introduced that, and uh, it's a hit. It's, uh, um, I think everybody enjoys it very much. So um, I could actually see that become uh, a race along with the uh, enduro race. You know, they probably should throw that in there in October um, once when they get the season over with. But uh, that's a big hit. Uh, um, I think everybody enjoyed that. Oh, absolutely. The first time I saw it, there was only about six to eight cars. But you know what? It reminded me of the famous double O race out in lacrosse for Oktoberfest race weekend. And it was a hit from there on, even though they had that few cars, it was a close race. And then you saw it grow as the season went on and it became a fantastic thing to watch. <laughs> there sure is a lot of grinding going on there and everything. And, you know, they're only going to get better as they, as they get more experience on that. But yeah, it reminds you of the double O series out of lacrosse kind of gives you that kind of an idea. So um, good series, good fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last division you have out there was the quarter mile late models. They have two features every week. Feature number one goes to stick man, Jeff Bestia. Feature number two goes to Andy Monday. He decided to hop in one of those uh, the last week as well. Yeah, I work with Jeff uh, Stickman. I and I, I work with him and cheer him on all the time. And he was quite happy afterwards. And yeah, that that Kempkus uh, Kempkus number five car—that's a stout little race car that they got there. And Andy Andy's got a way of getting around that quarter mile. So um, yeah, good racing there also. Yeah, they put on a a great show as well. You know, for someone like me who grew up when they were on the quarter mile but don't have a whole lot of memories, it's really cool to see the speed that they carry and how fast they go on the quarter mile because my main memories are with the late models on the half mile like they are now. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of old names that are there. 
and brought them back up and then they put a helmet back on and, and they're back out uh, performing again in front of us. So um, started really small. Um, I remember being in the, uh, in the trailer when uh, um, Jim Duco was talking about it and I was off to the side when he was uh, thinking about starting a series like this. And, you know, it started, it started slow with a few cars and got a few more and a few more and, Holy smokes, you know, uh, they got they got over a dozen cars that are performing out there every week, though. And uh, eh, who knows? It could even build even more. So kind of kind of cool to see them high-powered race cars on a quarter mile. Well, and the one thing that you always hear about this division is it's affordable racing, and that's a huge key to it because a lot of guys are getting out of it because of the cost, but this is a nice division where you have the high power, you have the late model style, and all that stuff but it's affordable and that is huge. And you see a lot of the guys coming back and that's really cool too, because, you know, you hear the names of like Tom Sparowski, Mike Reichenberger, um, just to name a few there. And then you have other guys coming back too. It's just so cool. And it makes people that have been out there for years really relate to it. And I think about another big thing is that they race every other week. So it isn't a grind of every week out there. So it's every other week. And I, and I think that's a, a big plus for them also. Yeah, absolutely. Rick Spoo is another name who's been racing out there for a long time, uh, just to name three. So Tom Sparowski takes the championship in the Birkin Racing 04, a machine that's been out there since the beginning of this, and that thing had it going this year with Tom behind the wheel. Yeah, Pete, Pete uh, helps uh, with that race car, and that's one of the original ones out there. And, uh, yeah, so uh, congratulations to Tom on the championship there. Yeah, no doubt. And a guy who's been racing out there forever, his kid raced out there in the street stocks for a while. And well, let's hear from Tom. Here with the 2020 quarter mile late model champion at WIR, Tom Sparowski. Tom, what an awesome class this turns out to be. It's a growing class and a great season for you. Yeah, it was uh, really fun to share. Uh, I can't thank Pete Perkin enough for everything he's done all through my racing career, you know, I bought my first uh, car from him on the Sportsman track in 1988. I was rookie of the year. Now, 32 years later, <laughs> I finally won the championship on the quarter mile. But had a championship on the half mile in between here. But, yeah, it's, uh, I'm really amazed on how this class is growing. I think it will keep growing, too. It's really a neat class. How did you get involved with this class? Pete Birkin. <laughs> uh, he was he started running it, you know. The, him and Jim Duco got involved trying to promote this and get going. And uh, Pete was running, and he kept saying, "Yeah, I'll let you run it one week. I'll let you run it." Well, then he always came up with excuse. So then finally, I was going to run it, and then we got rained out the last night, so I couldn't run it. So we brought it out, did some laps, and all of a sudden, a couple laps, I was running the same lap times as him. So he's like, "Oh, we're going to have to get your car and ra- let you race." So next year, we bought a car, put it together for me, and. There it is. So you got out of racing for a while. How, how long were you out before you got back in the seat? Um, you see, I think I finished up on the half mile in the late model division in 2007. So then I got, yeah, I got back in it two years ago. So, but again, I was, uh, ran a super late. I started on the, on the quarter mile, ran a sportsman. 88, I was rookie of the year. Then I went to the half mile and the super late in 91. And I ran the super lates '97. I was out of it until 2004. I got back in the late model, 
ran that to 2007. In between there, my son TJ was running the sports or the street stock. So, and then I got back in this now. So it's it's been in and out, in and out. But uh, I started on a quarter mile with the 04 number, switched to four. Now I, I'm finishing up on a quarter mile with the 04 number. I distinctly remember I have a tape of my uncle Zuma Newman. There was a wreck in turn one on the half mile, and you darn near climbed that wall. It was almost like you were almost oh, yeah. vertical. Yeah, uh, that was pretty well. crazy. Yes, um, there was, we actually went to Bristol, Tennessee that night. We left here, we jumped in my motorhome. I drove all the way to Lexington, Kentucky. Everybody left me alone. They come up and give me a soda <laughs> once in a while in the front seat, and ask me if I'm all right, and they say, yeah, leave me alone. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember that well. We stubbed that one. Uh, I got some pictures of me flying through the air. What's next for you? Are you going to keep running this class for a while? Uh, we'll see how things all shake out. I was thinking this is a good, might be a good time to retire as a champion. But we'll see what happens. Talk to Pete. See how things all work out with everything here. But it's been fun. That's what I was going to say. Are you having fun with this? Yes, this is really it, fun this year. Can uh, rekindle the fire a little bit? Just kind of yep. like, you know... Yeah, and, you know, we I mean, run in a four-car, and I could never get it figured out. Now we, with a couple other guys in it running it, four cars handle a lot better. And I got the old four-car this year, and that car just, it works. It's an old left-hander. I mean, we got we got a couple shocks still from my old super late model car on there. So nothing special on that car. It just turns and works. It's just amazing. It's an old car. And, um, my track championship car from the late model division back in 2006, that was like left-hander 18 and talking to Wayne Lensing, he's just like, that thing was built in like early 80s and we won the championship with it and so it's just one of the old cars that you find that they just work. Well, that's uh, great stories there. Thank you for the time. Congratulations on the championship. Yeah, thank you again. Yep, yep. Thank you. Thank you. Well, congratulations to Tom Sparowski and the Birkin gang in that 0-4. They had it going on this year, as I just mentioned, and just a great year for the quarter-mile late models. And it would be cool to see going forward what it is because you heard a lot of guys saying that this class is just going to grow bigger and bigger next year, and they know of a few people joining. Yep, that's that's all right. Every year it gets to be a little bit more, a little bit more. So they can keep building on that series. It's uh, it's uh, pretty fun. They double them up every every week. Uh, and run two features so yeah keep that uh keep that division going yep no doubt well let's go to the half mile now in the first division we have there's the late models um nate van wyken takes the win the only week that the hopfinsberger racing car made it out there they take the win uh does an awesome burnout i remember i was climbing the wall to do the feature interviews and austin nate started doing the burnout and i actually had to hop back over because he started getting a little close to than I would like. Yeah, and I recorded it, and then when I got down there, he was putting it through a um, through a speaker system, and you could just hear <laughs> hear the car going around. That was a very impressive um, burnout. That's two years in a row he's done a burnout, and he's getting better uh, better uh, every year. <laughs> it's better this year than last year for sure. Yeah, we walked into his trailer, and the first thing I looked at, Hoppy, and said. Uh, Hey, full time next year, and they kind of chuckle and said, "Ah, oh, we'll see, we'll see." But uh, it sure would be nice to see that team out there full time. 
Yes, sir. It sure would be. They only show up on the last week, you know. Well, they would have been there the second week too. They were there, but we uh, we had that uh, weeper in three and four that canceled us out. Yep, they were planning on racing that week. I don't know if the original plan was to run the last two or just one of the last two, and then they ran the last one because of it. I'm not sure, but uh, always great to see them. Congratulations on the win to them. Uh, Brazen Bennett takes the championship, a close battle, three points over Brian Monday. Remember, Brian won four of the first six features. Still had a great year, but Brazen was right there with them all the time, and that's why Brian couldn't get any separation. Yeah, we, we said all along it was going to come right down to the very last laps, and our prediction was right on that. So, yeah, Brazen pulled that out just uh, just just enough the last week to uh, become the champion. What a great battle, Mark, all year round. You and I have talked about it many of times, but to have two cars that stout and be at the front every week and have watching them go to the front from the back is uh, was incredible. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of good talent in that that series, you know, with Chase Randerson and you know Brian Henry. Holy smokes, you know, uh, for being a rookie from where he was when he started to the end of the year, you know, that's uh, hats off to him and Mike King and Brandon Reichenberger, you know, Eddie Munster. Hey, even give it to the girls, uh, Rachel and Tara, you know, and uh, you know, it's uh, all in all. Um, a good series. Um, hopefully uh, they can build a few more cars in that series too, but uh, good talent that runs out there on that, uh, on that series. I couldn't agree more with you. Some great talent, Chase Randerson. He was the fastest car at the end of the year. You have Mike King Jr., Eddie Munster, just to name the top five, I guess you'd say, but uh, Brian Henry, there's another one you mentioned, but holy smoke, some good talent. Yeah, we'll see where they uh, they go, who stays and who's going to move up and who's going to keep going. And So it'll be interesting uh, interesting where this division will uh, land for next year. Absolutely. Well, let's hear from the late model champion. Here with the 2020 late model champion here at WIR, Brazen Bennett, your third one, three out of four years, correct? Yep. Man, what an awesome season you had. You and Brian right down to the wire. It was an incredible battle. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to race with him all year. Uh, we had some some good hard battles, uh, starting with the first week when we finished side by side, and uh, yeah, it was just awesome year. Um, had a lot of fun with everybody in the class. Um, yeah, we didn't really tear up too much equipment all year, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got to be pretty special that your dad got a fast time tonight, and along with you, huh? Yeah, that's the first time that's happened. So uh, definitely a, a special night, and I'm really happy to see he's getting the gremlins worked out of his car he, he kind of had a little bit of a slow start this year but he and his crew have been working their butts off this year to try and get that thing competitive again and, and running up front and they've finally done it the last couple weeks here so hopefully he'll be good next year your family has meant so much to this track and racing in general what's the what's the plan for you going forward um as of right now uh thinking about moving up to super late model so this will probably be my last year in the limiteds um I just kind of want to be a little bit more challenged and, and see if I can run with the big guys here. Um, so I got my other car is basically a super late model, but uh, got to put a little bit different of a motor in it to be competitive here. The motor that's in it's pretty wore out. So uh, yeah, that's the plan for next year though. Is your dad coming back for another year too? So you'll racing, be racing against him? Yeah, yeah, and I'm really looking forward to that. It's been a couple of years since we did that full time. I, I raced down at Slinger against him one year as a super late model all year, and it was really cool to be able to race with him all year. 
All right, well, uh, congratulations on a great year of the 2020 Late Model Champion, Brazen Bennett. Thanks for the time. We appreciate Congrats, it. Yeah, appreciate it. Congrats. Well, congratulations to Brazen again. Uh, sounds like he may be moving up to the Supers next year. We'll have to see for sure, but uh, great season, as we mentioned already. Yeah, it looks like he's going to get out of the dirt. He's not going to play in the dirt anymore, so he's kind of zeroing himself more being on the concrete, on the, on the tar. And it sounds like, yeah, that he might be doing some super racing next year for sure. Yeah, that would be uh, cool to see him move up. I know he's dabbled in it with the Tundra Super Late Models at times and, and other times as well. But cool, it would be cool to see him move up as well. You, you, um, know, what was cool, you know what was cool was the last night that both fast times was his dad. You know, them two were together. And I, I thought that was really special the father and son being fast times out there on the last night. That was really cool. That was really cool. Thanks for bringing that up because uh, that's a night that they'll never forget and one that we'll remember as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's talking about moving up. Let's get to the last division here, the super late models, the premier division out at WIR. Alex Stumpf holds on for the win on the last night. Uh, that was his third of the season. Boy, if he could have had some consistency, you wonder where he could have ended up. The championship goes to Bobby Kendall. Yeah, it was hard, hard fought with him with uh, and Sawyer efforts. And so um, um, good all-around competitive um, uh, year out there. Um, everybody was safe. Uh, not too many bad, bad incidents out there this year. Um, so, um all in all, a really successful good year out there. No doubt. Uh, great year. Um, super late models put on, everyone puts on a show every week. Um, super late models are the premier division out there. Um, let's hear from the super late model champion and, and runner up Sawyer efforts. The 2020 super late model champion, Bobby Kendall, Bobby, how does that sound? Uh, it sounds awesome, but it feels even better. <laughs> so uh, that was an up and down year, but uh, no, we just kept on it, kept digging all year. And, uh, you know, to start out the year, two, two out of three races, DNF. And then, uh, you know, just just fought back and did what we had to do. And next thing you know, we're, we're battling for the points lead and uh, had a really hot hot month of July there. And, uh, you know, we just, just, like I said, kept our heads, you know, looking forward and, didn't look behind us. Uh, had a couple bad weeks there towards the end, but you know we, we did what we had to do here tonight to win. So came right down to the wire with you and Sawyer efforts there. You both had unfortunate weeks two weeks ago where you broke and, and wrecked. He wrecked going into three with another car. Um, after that, you know it's just like wow, this is going to come down right to the wire. Yeah, it seemed for a while there. Everyone that got the points lead didn't want to keep it. So, uh, you know, Strelka gets up by a big point lead, and then next thing you know, two weeks later, you know, that's little or nothing, and we're right there. And uh, it just seemed like no one wanted to keep that top spot, and just uh, certain things happened. And, you know, you said two weeks ago, with, you know, efforts wrecks out early. We, you know, we're running up front. You know, we win. We, we finish that race, we probably have a pretty good chance of, you know, just, just running the rest of the year and, you know, the last two weeks. and. But, uh, yeah, we definitely made it tighter than I would have liked. But uh, that's what, I guess that's racing. So, uh, but it, feels, it definitely feels good to, you know, to come out, out, out on top tonight. And I felt like we did what we had to do 
early. We qualified pretty good. Uh, you know, they just had to stay with them there in the dash and uh, did that. And uh, the feature just, you know, once we got around them and got a little bit of a distance, you know, a little bit of a lead, uh, just kind of rode there behind Kyle for a while. Didn't, didn't have to push nothing, so uh, just kept track of him. And, you know, spotters just let me know where we're at. So I just hit my marks and, you know, it turned out good. So uh, you're going to hang on out? You're going to stay, stick around here late tonight? Or? <laughs> or, or you got to work tomorrow? I do got to work tomorrow, and uh, <laughs> you got to get the car ready, but uh, I'll probably have a couple. We're going to head back to town, get a little bit closer to closer to home. And I did tie one on here last week for, <laughs> for, the, for the rain out, so uh, yeah, taking it easy here for, for a little bit. Well, man, your, your dad has a couple of championships. Now you got one. Just a good race and family that's been around for a while now. Yeah, it has... You know, a couple, quite a few there at the Dells, and uh, this my first one for for the season, full season. Uh, obviously, we got the red, white, and blue there a couple times, but uh, this definitely feels a lot better. Uh, you just got to be consistent. So it's, it's a long, long year up here. Uh, after I don't know how many nights there, 12, 15 nights, but uh, yeah, it definitely gets long at the end. But you get, just got to keep digging and be there. You know, there was actually a small hole uh, as you were going by efforts earlier uh, tonight, and I thought, you know what, if I was going for the championship, I would have squeezed my way in there. What were you thinking at that moment? Yeah, I didn't think there. Five was on the inside, and Jesse Oldenholm was on the outside. And, uh, it was tight. I for a second there, I'm like, ah, oh, Jesse, you know, Jesse was getting him, getting him, and then five got him back. So, you know, we just kind of, I was behind Jesse at first, and then, uh, it turned out five got, you know, past him. So then, efforts was in the inside of me at the same time. But we ended up getting around and clearing him. So we got around Jesse and we're able to get around to five. So, I think, but I can't remember if Jesse passed to five or not. But anyway, so yeah, it was a t it was a tight spot there. So we just, you know, as long as Sawyer was there, we were just kind of keeping it, keeping our cool and taking our time. No, we didn't need to win the race, just had to really finish that at him, so. Well, congratulations again on the championship. Thanks for the time again, and good luck at the Dells this weekend. A big race down there, Joe yeah, Shear Classic. Yeah, go down there and win that baby, yeah. huh? Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Here with 2020 Super Late Model runner-up, Sawyer Efforts. Sawyer, not the position that you want, but a great year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, compared to 2019, P14-ish, somewhere in there. I try not to remember that. Uh, I mean, most improved for sure. And, you know, we just did the best we could. Got to put in a lot of work. Everybody on this team works full-time every week, 40 hours a week, and they put another 40 in on a race car. And that's a lot to expect from guys that work for brats you know and pizza so we did what we could do did the best we could I'm not ashamed uh, didn't quite have it together I wish we could have raced last week man so we could have it would have been a test you know to get it together but you can't beat mother nature and it is what it is. We did the best we could. 
What was the biggest difference from last year to this year? Uh, I, I met a guy. His name's James. He lives in Mooresville, or Kannapolis, or Charlotte, somewhere in North Carolina. <laughs> and uh, he's a cousin to a guy that does my nut and bolt checks, which, in my opinion, is the most important part on a race car. And a friend of a friend, you know how that goes, uh, built me a set of shocks. And we flew him up here, and he put in the work, a bunch of work, for pennies on a dollar, feed him, fly him up here, lodging, yada yada, you know, I mean, it's, he didn't have to do that, and he did, and uh, he put in the work, he taught me how to use a load machine, he taught me about how shocks operate and work, he taught me what to do in this situation, what to do in that situation, and uh, I made a friend because of it. I was on the phone with him 10 times a night, you know, just making sure stuff was kind of where he wanted it, where we wanted it to be, and, uh, you know, it's hard to predict the weather over the phone. You know, we did the best we could, but Mr. E Performance... James Edwards is his name, West Burton Shocks. They did a lot of work with me over the winter, and clearly it shows how good they are. Burton, Burton Shocks are a reputable company in North Carolina. They haul ass down there all the time. And uh, James is a smart dude, James Edwards. Did a lot of work for me over the winter, and I really can't thank them enough they did they did what they needed to do and they supported me so uh two weeks ago you know you had your incident down here on the back stretch yeah it was got, all got it was stuffed by jeff Holmgren jr yeah, i'll take that yeah, on video yeah, recording yeah, i understand no that you're upset about that but it was all hands on deck and you got one heck of a crew that we even knew that yeah, this car was guaranteed. out of state it was going out of here Absolutely. and i heard what you guys what you said on the radio before the race tonight yeah that you guys were communicating on your radio on your frequency and it was really cool that you know, to, to reflect on the year that you had. Oh, that's you cool. know, yeah. But you have one heck of a crew here. I never know who's listening, but uh, you know, Jerry Warning, Jim Warning, my dad, my dad especially, man. He's just, I, I think my dad likes racing more than I do. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Something, it's got to be something. He's down there. He's, you know, he's putting in fifty hours a week on. Uh, on race cars, which is insane to somebody who wouldn't know anything about it. And Jim, Jerry, Doug, my spotter, awesome dude. He's been with me forever, keeping me out of wrecks nonstop. I have one wreck this year. It was not his fault. And everybody worked all week on that thing it sucks we got rained out is what it is last week i i was hoping we could get a, a live test you know what i mean because yep. when you come here on a monday tuesday wednesday to set up it's not the same it's not or at least for me it's not well it was a great year sawyer what's next for you 
I think we're gonna regroup and we'll talk, discuss. I mean, it's not a bad year, you know what I mean? Absolutely, good year. Somebody's gotta finish second. I hate it to be our team with how much work they put in, but it is what it is. We're kinda, I feel like we're evolving. We're coming into the new technology of what is super late model racing, you know what I mean? I, when we ran late models, you know, you just put 300s in the front and stuff it. <laughs> you know, and it just is what it is. It's raw talent. And uh, you got to do you got to do a lot of work to get stuff uh, fast with the front-end technology that they have now. It's it is what it is, but we're going to we're going to get together. We'll talk. I'm going to do a little teaching, a little learning. Uh, we'll talk to James down at Mystery Performance and Wes, and we'll get the shocks all together and redone. And uh, it's just going to be, you know, I don't know, nut and bolt. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> it's not slow. Yeah. We were there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to see if I can swing PRI and maybe go learn a, learn a thing or two. Uh, I want to go to the snowball too, but it's going to be what it is. Well, um, congrats on a great year. Thank you so much for the time. And hey, you're racing Monday at Golden Stands at Cornwall Late Model, so good luck with that. Yeah, man. That's, uh, Pete Birkin gave me a call on Monday, and uh, Tom Sparowski, I'm pretty sure he won the darn points championship tonight. He did. We yeah, just saw Certainly. Him. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to put a shoe in his car. On Monday at Golden Sands, see if I can uh, <laughs> see if I can fill the shoes, if you will. Uh, it's going to be good competition there. Andy's racing. Andy Monday, uh, Jim Duco is driving the car there. Uh, Brandon Reichenberger, dude's a stud in the quarter mile eight models for Pete. Uh, I'm just gonna do the best I can. I'm I'm pretty darn confident about that division at Plover, but. We'll see how it goes. Do the best I can. Congrats on a great year. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mark, you just mentioned it. It was a super year before we got into the interviews with Bobby and Sawyer. That's a perfect word to describe it, in my opinion. It was a super year. You didn't know if you were going to get one week, three weeks, five weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. You didn't know what you were going to get with COVID hitting. It ended up being a great, great year. Congratulations to all the champions, all the winners. And actually, I have some trivia for you as well. All right, bring it on. What you got? How many winners throughout all the divisions were there this year? How many different winners? How many different racers won a race this year? Oh, let's see. I'm going to take a number and throw it out there and say, how about 19? Way off. 55. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yep. I, I, guess I'd have to think, I guess I'd have to think about that. Yeah. So 55. Hmm. So let's go. Let's go through them a little bit here. So the figure eights had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different winners. Uh, sport trucks had six. So that's 13. Uh, Sizzling Fours had. Seven, so that's 20. 
And then okay. the sweet stocks had 10. So that's 30. 30 through the street stocks, right? And then I the quarter mile late models and rovals I'm putting together. So I'm just going to make a note here that's 30. So then they had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Plus, I'm going to include the pavement pounder winners, the rare Kevin Bethke. I'm going to include him in there. <laughs> okay. Wow. 19. Was I far off? Holy smokes. Yeah. I guess uh, now that I think about it, yeah, there's a lot of winners out there. That's good. That's 41 just through the quarter mile divisions. Then the late models had seven more. So that's 48. Um, and excuse me, I missed one in the uh, sizzling four. So that's 49. And the super, super late models had one, two, three, four, five, six to make it 50. Huh. You got me on that, that trivia question. I failed miserably. And then, yeah, then all of a sudden you start mentioning, oh, yeah, okay, okay, and yeah, 55 winners. Hey, that's good, 55 winners. That means they'll come back again next year, right? Try again. I sure hope so. I hope we add some drivers out there next year. Um, you know, you never know exactly what's going to happen. You lose some as you go, unfortunately, with unfortunate events happening. But, um, again, to recap, super year. Congratulations to all the winners, all the champions, just – you said and really some super interviews too man you know when we go and interview them you really get their true personalities and that's and that's uh you know so cool to see their personalities come out when we talk to them yeah and actually i was going to mention this too and i'll mention it now so we did interview sawyer efforts after who was the runner-up and the thing about the interview that i love but i hate at the same time is the disappointment that you can really tell in his voice throughout the whole interview uh, he did a great job with the interview, but that is something that's going to be so relatable to people because you lose more than you win. And to me, I just get uh, chills thinking about the interview because you can tell how much it means to the, the racers that are out there. Yeah, there's, you know, only, only one person per division is going to win, you know, and, and there's always going to be somebody that's going to come up short. And that's part of the that's part of racing. You know, that's just the way it is. Yep. Yep. Um, it sucks at times, but it's great at times too. And it's just a big roller coaster and you got to take it in stride. You know, at the time, right after that night, you know, it's, it's, it's sour and it's, and uh, you know, it's, it's not a good thing, but you know, after you get away from racing for a few days, you know, then you think you look back and say, you know what? Hey, we had a really super good year and, you know, and they could take that into the winter and, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and go with that. Oh, no doubt. I would be ecstatic if I were them, uh, excited for the future. But know that you have to put in more hard work, right? So it's always tough. But, um, incredible year. Next up at WIR is the Tundra Super Late Model Series. They have some support divisions out there as well. That is this Sunday, the 20th. I was planning on going. I am unfortunately not going to be able to with some health issues. Uh, Mark, you'll be out there. It's one that we look forward to every year. Matt Panier and everyone involved in that does a super job. We were going to do some stuff regarding this too, but then some stuff hit and um, 
we're we're gonna lay off it for now, but make sure you attend that event if you're able to. It's gonna be a an excellent event. Yeah, I'm uh, working nights this week, and I actually got somebody working for me for a couple hours uh, over Sunday, so it gives me the chance to uh, catch the end of the race. So uh, I'm going to try to avoid the beer tent. <laughs> Get that? That's big news right there. That I'm going to avoid the beer tent uh, on uh, on Sunday. You know, and, and we're not going to care about the Packers or nothing like that. We're going to do that, and so then, and it looks like beautiful weather for Sunday. And so we're going to give it a go of that. And you know that uh, Tundra series is going to do a little bit of the makeup that wasn't run out at uh, Labor Day out at uh, Golden Sands. And so that got put to the first weekend in October. And so, and then that's a Friday night. And then a Saturday, they're going to run the harvest out there. So there's a double header Friday and Saturday of the first weekend in October. And then Sunday down at Rockford, I believe Rockford is still going to be a go down there for, uh, for racing. Uh, they got the championship 300. Um, we're going to, I'm going to watch the weather on that. If the weather's a go, I just might take a shot and take a run to Rockford. I've never been there before. And then, then the big one after that is Oktoberfest and take the camper out there and, and, uh, gonna raise a little hell out there and we cross again this year. Yeah, so some great racing coming up here in the next few weekends. If you're able to, make sure you support your local tracks. That's huge. We don't want to see any of them close or hurt during this time, especially with COVID going on. There's just so much uncertainty around it. Um, Mark, we're still going to plan on doing stuff for Oktoberfest. So look for stuff from us on that. Remember, you can follow us at Double L Sports Network on Facebook and Twitter. That is LL Space Sports Space Network on Facebook. No spaces on Twitter, LL Sports Network. Uh, thank you for following on. Thank you for listening to the Loose Lug Racing Podcast. We're going to do some other things here. Uh, football um, is coming up. We were planning on doing something before some things came up, as I just mentioned, so we didn't do that. But make sure you watch for everything on the Facebook and Twitter page. And thank you. We can't thank you enough for doing this. And, Mark, thank you again, buddy. I, I really appreciate you doing it. Yeah, thanks, man. And we got something to look forward to in 2021. So uh, um, I'm already hearing some rumors already, just a little bit coming out from here and there. And we'll talk about it on the off season, what's going to happen next year. So, so yeah, man, appreciate it. Uh, have a great time talking racing here. Yep. Have a, have a good race weekend, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon. Later.